Welcome back, everybody. This week, we're going to be continuing our discussion of Memora, the translation of Memora. That is from the 2001 Wizards of the Coast Legend of the Five Rings, Village of Memora, Village of Promises, the Legend of the Five Rings sandbox adventure, in which we take this adventure and turn it from a feudal fantasy Japanese setting into kind of a Wild West setting. And David and I are going to be going through this to see how it goes. This episode, we're going to be focused mostly around characters and locations, though mostly characters. So let's see what we come up with. Sure. So one of the things, one of the things that's always tough with westerns is the issue that you're dealing. They're not fun, and I hate them. They're bad. Clint Eastwood's eye looks weird. Um, <laughs> open your eyes, shithead. You're in westerns. Why are you called Eastwood? God damn yeah. it. Yeah, we should be Clint Westcliff. Um, <laughs> but so, one one of the issues with westerns inherently is the idea of settlement and the erasure of indigenous people. Yeah. And like that's always such a big thing. That I, whenever we, de- whenever you're dealing with anything with a Western, you have to worry about how is that portrayed or how are you dealing with that. Yeah. And I think we sort of brought this up in the premise too, right? Like, um, how much are we dealing with genocide? Well, yeah, that 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 that's a great that's a great issue. Let alone a, and like racism. Yeah, but so if you're dealing with the 1870s and characters from the 1870s you're dealing with people who were theoretically had been slaves had been slave owners had been people who were advocates of slavery had been people who were possibly against it had been people who were maybe against it but were super racist by our terms Mm -hmm. like people who advocated the genocide of native Americans, like so all these crazy things yeah to the point where literally when we talk about like oh the frontier of settlement and blah 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 we often forget that like those areas that had people living there for thousands of years mm-hmm. um yeah my um no I, what are you gonna say about it or just, just bring it up no it's just it's just a tough subject yeah. to deal with and so in west i think in in good westerns in better we- in better westerns, those things will come up. They don't necessarily all deal with them. They don't necessarily all deal with them well. But in good westerns, those things show up. In bad westerns, those things often get erased. And so, like in the John Wayne style westerns, you either have um just these kind of white homesteaders who are setting things up and doing their own stuff and that's it or you have Native Americans as like an obstacle and impediment to this that have to be overcome and then once they're dealt with then we can deal with this stuff and so I think that if we're doing something that is a western it's tough but trying to deal with the idea that like there are also people here who are not part of whatever this community who's now setting itself up like if we're saying this community is second third generation 
of these settlers. We're understanding that this is second, third generation of these eastern, mostly white settlers who have come to settle this area. And by settle, they mean colonize. Right. And that there were other people here, and they may still be here, and they have been here far longer and a, a far, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of a two minds of that because I feel like uh, my tendency is to just say, well, we're just playing a fictional game, so just you can fictionalize it however you want, like a like a Bridgerton, if you've seen that mm-hmm. uh, solution, where it's just like um, anyone can do any, like you can be a, a queer person or like a native american or a black person in this and don't worry about it this is a fictional time we're already making shit up there's people shooting magic out of their hands doesn't matter what racial makeup or you know sexual orientation you are just have fun and don't worry about it but since this west like a western is like a such like a very specific period of time that it's really hard to divorce that you know like it's kind of built on those problematic situations and it's like you were saying, it's kind of a like the Western movies that don't deal with it. It's almost like a like a huge oversight, almost like an offensive oversight not to mention it. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. And says the guy though that just played D and D and accidentally put like orc racism as part of the main things in it. But who <laughs> uh, <laughs> happened accidentally? Uh, but yeah, it's really interesting. It's a it's like a, a hard uh, I don't know. Uh, line to walk, I guess. Walk the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. There you go. I think they did it, right? <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you... I mean, like... Um, what kind of game should this one be? My thought with this stuff is that we want... If we're going to play a game in this world, we want two things to go on. One, we want it to be a game. Mm-hmm. So you want it to be able to be fun and be fun to play and listen to. Two, you want it to recognize um, that you want it to recognize like the multitude of experiences, including the fact that the John Wayne story is not the Western story at all. Like, I mean, with the exception that characters like John Wayne were probably murderers. Right. Um, the, yeah. So you run into that block of, and I, to call out one shot on this, um, Ble- suck leave it, that out. Suck it, D'Amato. Um, leave those out. <laughs> no, but there they're are, great. Shut up. <laughs> there, are, there are times where you run into like, okay, we're playing a game that, deals with this very serious subject and tries to engage with this serious subject. However, you run into the situation of if it's so serious, should it be a game? Mm-hmm. And then other time other and then similarly, if this subject is so serious and you're taking it as seriously as you need to take it, is it a game and is it fun or does it become too serious? So, my thought with this would be to kind of Try to, what what's the, what's the TV show you just referenced? It's like a like a Victorian era Bridgerton. Bridgerton, do this Bridgerton style, or at least like um, I know I've referenced this show before, Dreamland or Hollywood style, 
where take this stuff and do it in if a Western dealt with this stuff in some ways that were not only fun and interesting, but had these issues come up and be dealt with as part of the world. So like the Dreamland show dealt with, well, what if we have a show that has an actress who the main actress is? We have a movie who the main actress is black. What if we have a movie where um, he was a real guy? Rock Hudson is one of the main characters in the movie, and he's gay, but he wasn't closeted. What if he was open about his homosexuality in the 40s? Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to never. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, I would say do that kind of stuff. I think that that could be more interesting. The dilemma with some of the stuff is like, how much do you know about a particular culture? Yeah. And that gets, that gets troublesome. Cause I was thinking, Oh, it'd be super interesting if there was like a, you know, like another village that's like a native American village and they are very, you know, on fr- good friendly terms, like a big trading partner and stuff. But then it's like, well, we really need to research like the native American tribes going on in this area. Yeah this area in this era mm-hmm. i mix those two words together um, aranya yeah aranya, aranya a little spider yeah um and that that's like uh you know and as much research as we could do we probably won't do it like as perfect justice as we could you know so it's like maybe we should just avoid that but is that lazy who knows there's no answer to this i guess yeah and that's the shitty thing yeah i would love the fictional world of Oh, do you know what happened? These uh settlers had like a perfect, like interesting symbiosis instead of a conquering mentality, but that didn't happen, and it's hard for us to uh, you know, imagine what that would be like even even in this game, you know. So, although like I was saying in one of the other ones, um, historically I guess there was a lot of at least actual like, you know, Spanish like Mexican people and black people mixed into these you know settlements like way more than supposedly you know especially the movies and stuff would have you believe so at least there's that kind of diversity but yeah the native american and you know the colonial american very i think uh different unless i don't know you're the expert on here but no you're right yeah that that's a that's a hard uh thing to figure out certainly in the presentation that's not present yeah so like way harder to do that um even in the like the aspirational sense like fictionally to be uh, respectful about it you know so i would say when we're talking about um the wilderness or the frontier we're talking about that from the view of the eastern from of eastern metropolises so we're talking about if you're mm-hmm. in st louis if you're in chicago if you're what in those areas that to us aren't even east now because they're in the west <laughs> but right. like but like they are the east they are the civilization they are the big city they are the points of the banks the companies the blah 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 how do they view those things and well, from their perspective this is this frontier and the people who live in those areas they view this as the frontier as well because to them the the idea of civilization only goes back east 
Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a sink it's a it is linear. Yeah. To them, like they don't necessarily think like, oh, I'll get on another train and go to Seattle. Like that's not a thing that they're thinking at the time. And while that is not the case of like, oh, this is the only right, group so of people who are there. There are not any other. We have delved into the in depths of Namora, the, the village of promises from Legend of the Five Rings, second edition, not long ago. It's 1998. The Titanic just came out. That's what you have. It just sank. I think it's so far away. It just sank. We all just saw. This is the edge of the. What's her name's boobs? When really her diamonds, if you catch my drift. I nope. was hoping you'd tell me giant, the actress's giant name. All right, but yeah, I don't know who the. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Leo the, DiCaprio the and just make it so that there's, you know, not the Cowboys versus Indians. Claire Danes, I love that Romeo and Juliet it's movie. Not Claire Danes. Anyway, Romeo so, plus Juliet. Well, my favorite good, equation. Well, the, yeah. maybe we they they uh, were. We'd have to think about the good thing with this is they're all at least of legal age. At the very age. least, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> with with the mm. anyway. So the good thing is with the village of memorial. Memorial, the village of promises. We are talking about harvesting, translating sorghum. it from <laughs> the. Which I still have no idea what that L five R second edition to a Wild West version. So that's the deal. So not some, wild, wild west. Not a lot of spiders. And that would be something relevant to about 1998. Perfect. We brought it around. And, oh my God, Will Smith's here. Will, no, no, Will, no! Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So I'm going <laughs> to... Will, stop, Dude, Will, stop. Now put in that uh, Men in Black oh, mind yeah. erase. Not that one, the, oh. mind, the mind erase one. Okay, yeah. so... Put that sound effect in. Yeah. Starting okay. over. So, here's my thoughts. There are two people that come up a bunch in this. So we'll get them out of the way right off the bat. They are Lord Akaido, and they are Suniko. So, yeah. So we're translating these NPCs into kind of the, perhaps, Western, wild Western equivalents. Exactly. And so that everyone can use them in, in their own games if you right. want so one of the issues is that if we have lord akaido in the original version if you have if you have this game set in this samurai milieu <laughs> uh milieu if you have this game set in that milieu milieu setting one of the issues that you have is um one of the deals with samurai is that they are loyal to their lord. So you have Lord Akaido. So who is Lord Akaido loyal to? He is this daimyo who is loyal to whomever, and then everyone else is answerable to him. And he is theoretically the person in charge of all of this stuff. And through um, the feudal system, his... I normally son or um heir his heir at least will be the person who succeeds him in that kind of deal so for our purposes i figured that we could say that lord akaido is instead the mayor he's the mayor of the town yeah but mayor of the town does not mean necessarily democratically elected Mm-hmm. 
And so if we, and we had said in our previous thing that we're in the, like a territory, mm-hmm. maybe this is a person who has been either appointed by a territorial governor or perhaps this person is, and I'm doing air quotes, elected. And the deal is that <laughs> the rules for elections are so restrictive yeah. That they are basically always going to be elected. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of, I assume, right? You, you can answer this history, history, man. But not a lot of people, not everyone at least could vote at this point anyway, right? So, oh, you people aren't actually citizens of this place. Therefore, these four people can vote and they're all, I'm going to bribe them. I won. Yeah. Wow, I keep winning. Weird. So... If and also to to let the audience in, um, the uh, the supplement I guess the the published thing kind of to to my mind at least paints Lord Akaido as kind of a shithead. Oh, and I love <laughs> yeah. that. And that's, me too. And that's actually a thing I find phenomenal about this. Whereas most things in the L five R world, mm-hmm. every lord is so amazing and so good at what mm. they do, and they're the best, and they are the most competent, and they're the they're phenomenal. Lord uh, Haida Kisada, the leader of the Crab Clan, is not only a giant, as crab samurai should be, but he's the most strong and most steadfast. And not only is Bayushi um, Shouju the most secretive and stealthy, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Every, everybody is the most the thing they should be. Like a celestial meritocracy. Yeah, exactly. And at some point you had said to me, Maybe this is just the way that they're presenting it. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's brilliant. Mm. That Unreliable this, narrator. That the Exactly, that there's an unreliable narrator there that, oh, all of this stuff is... Well, of course you would say that Haida Kisada is the biggest person in the world because he's the leader of the Crab Clan. He might not be. He's just... He obese. might be a regular. He, <laughs> he, he job be, of the hut. He might be like, hey, guys. What's the guy from Dune? Oh, uh, Lord Harkonnen. Yeah. The uh, I give me that spice. <laughs> so in the new version of uh, Dune, is it uh, the guy who's the wrestler um, is going to play Stain's old part? I don't know. My favorite thing about the original version of Dune was that in with Sting's part. Sting was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna be nude," and they were they had to talk him out of it. Sting was like, "No, I should be naked for this," and they're like, "No, you're wearing clothes." And he's like, "I don't know, guys. I should probably be nude. I gotta show my stinger. Yeah, I gotta st- show my little dingus." <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, so Lord Akido, I think. Yeah. So he, I, I feel like the way they present him here, at best, he's neutral, like a absentee lord you know and they can't make lots of hints that he's not neutral he's just corrupt as fuck which i love so my thought with this because in the idea of a um a a wild west kind of situation one of the things we've talked about is that the world is smaller that the memora village of promises actually has way more people in it and mm-hmm. so we're saying there's only, like, max, like, 500 people. So one of the things I think is that the mayor of the town should 
everything should be smaller. So he should either be, like I said, appointed by some kind of territorial governor, or he has been elected through an incredibly rigged election. Yeah. Where it's like only seven people have a vote and they voted for him and they're all his buddies. I kind of like the that latter one because one of the themes we sort of talked about in a lot of uh, you know Western movies and, I don't know, literature perhaps. Um, I guess we only went over movies. Anyway, uh, is that the civilization is almost like a like a corruption stand-in you know like mm-hmm. we're escaping that to be more you know rugged and pure and getting back to the good old times but as these corporations and politicians kind of come in they kind of ruin everything the goddamn corporations bro. yeah <laughs> so that kind of fits that theme if he's very corrupt and just the oh what a beautiful democratic process we had and then if you even look at it even a little bit it's like oh it was very corrupt garbage <laughs> like mm-hmm. this barely was an election okay i kind of love that and and maybe the people know about it maybe they don't okay but so if, if they even are curious a little bit they'll figure out like oh he's barely elected so so then within this town within this area there are rules about who can vote and the rules are so restrictive that they have allowed I'm going to just keep saying Lord Akaido will come up with a Western... Mayor Kiddo. I I was thinking Lord Eckerd. Ooh, I love that, yeah. That or, makes um, sense. Yeah, I was Mayor, going to... Mayor uh, Eckerd. What was that movie with Kiddo? She has swords. Ooh. Um, Tarantino did it. <laughs> There's two of them. Kill Bill. Kill yeah. Bill 1 and 2. Oh, he just... Uh, Sandy Chiba just died. Who's that? Sunny Chiba, um, he was the sushi chef who made her sword. He played Hattori Hanzo. Oh, fascinating! He just passed away to like literally like either today or yet yesterday. Well, put a dedication at the end of this. Um, so, so I agree with you. I think that's a great idea with that. So, Lord Akido, instead Although, we have the mayor. Hmm. I, interesting though, because. Um, so I think you'd have to separate it. Maybe it's not as easy to figure that out because the um, the citizenry, the citizens of the, the place, mm-hmm. still have to, you know, respect him or at least understand, you know, his authority. So maybe just it's very easy for the NPCs to discover that. But maybe it's not, you know, widely known. Right? Does that make sense? By that, do you mean, like... I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. I think... It's important to, to um, I don't know, point out that it should be, the common knowledge of the town should be, oh, he was he was duly elected, he's on the up and up, he's great, or at least neutral, you know, maybe it's like he doesn't do enough, he sucks, like I wish he did more, but I think we, it should be up to the NPCs to, if you do even the minuscule amount of digging, it's like oh, only four, like seven people, like you said, only seven people elected him yes yeah, he's also very corrupt he's making all this money or something yeah, seven out of ten people voted yeah. for him yeah yeah so i think it shouldn't be common knowledge that he's you know this corrupt and or got the job very easily but that should be the truth i guess does that make sense yeah because otherwise all the citizenry would just 
kill him or something. Since there's there's no law here. Well, I think so there should be some sort to, of respect for the. To, well, for him. to get to that, yeah, I think that the next NPC that we have is Suniko. Mm-hmm. So Suniko, who I think an easy version would be is either Sunny or Nico, would be uh, an easy more westernized name. This is is this the lady sheriff? This is literally her. Oh, she's on um, the cover. Yeah, she is on the cover. She is the... Um, I would suggest that she is essentially like the sheriff of the town. And normally in the United States, for y'all foreigners, um, <laughs> we usually elect sheriffs. But in this situation, maybe a sheriff is either elected in the same way that Lord Akaido is elected. Or chosen... And almost deputized to be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the sheriff. Yeah. So, I mean, I can. What I role? Can, I can, that? as a historian, give you a spiel about what it meant to be the sheriff. The Shire Reeve. That's all I know about. Uh, I can. I can give you a, a spiel about what it meant to be the sheriff. But anyway, but so. What what role was she in this? Was she just like a bodyguard or? So within this, within Memora, the Village of Promises, one of the things is she is the main person who enforces Lord Akaido's will. Right. She is, however, a human, like a human being. And as so, most are. As, as most humans are. Um, <laughs> but so she also, you know, is connected to people in the town and maybe is not. One of the, one. How are we at thirteen minutes already? Crazy. Yeah. Well, one one of the big deals is that. Um, she is not necessarily the most appropriate person for this role. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big deals. Is it's like. In a world where, in the Legend of the Five Rings, in the samurai setting where everything's this feudal situation. She's not the most appropriate person for this because she's just a niece of Lord Akaido or something like that. In our situation, I think we can go with the same deal that we've got. Oh, he's she's the niece? That she's a niece, she's I a love cousin, that, yeah. she's a younger daughter, whatever it is. She is some relative person connected to the Lord, the Lord, to the mayor. If we're saying that the mayor, it's Mayor Eckerd, or whatever it is, she is related. However, yeah, and so a she's niece got... sounds, yeah, fine. Like and daughter would be fine too, depending on how close you want them to be. Yeah, I think a niece is fantastic. Of like, here's here's someone who's connected to this person where that person kind of feels comfortable with them that the and you run into the situation of how much of this is the law and how much of this is the will of the mayor and does the mayor care as much as the person enforcing this stuff or not or yes or no that yeah. kind of thing I guess that that can easily sidestep some weird, uh, any kind of uncomfortable sexist kind of stuff too. Cause if anyone's like, 
a woman sheriff? That's crazy in this time. And then the mayor's just like, that's my niece. Shut shut up. How dare you say that about my yeah. family? L5R, I actually think L5R in general did a interest. Oh, L5R, yeah, but the, the Wild West setting that we're yeah. making. Like, you, it's easily waved away. It's like, that's my niece. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So it becomes a uh, the quick and the dead kind of a situation. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think we we said we're we're making a, a fantasy west anyway. So yeah. But even even more. All right. So David, I would like you to tell me a character that you think would be a good addition, and we can figure them out and uh, figure out how we can turn them into a. Wild West character. Nice. Yeah, so based on the um these people in power, and I realize this is I'm actually accidentally did two characters in this. You might you might have one on your list. But I was really interested in Agachi, which is um he was kind of a retired monk. Um, and they kind of go into it how he is a... Uh, oh, you have... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just have, I just saw... I had his surname first. Ah, uh, gotcha. He was kind of a... Uh, like a monk that was, um, you know, like beloved by the people. Like an older monk. He, I think they say he's retired or something like that. And like the children all love him. And he get like he's very helpful to everybody. And I think you could translate that. Maybe he's like a... Like a old priest... And he's, oh, he's also very, they mentioned he's very bookish, like, the way you would use him in this module is, if there's any uh, sorcerers, they can, or if there's any mysteries, he can translate languages and stuff. He's, like, very learned. And I think you can do the same thing, and he's just really well-educated priest, and I think it's way more interesting if he's a defrocked priest. So he, for some reason, he was kicked out of the church, and now he's, you know, escape like everyone else has into this uh you know this lawless society theoretically i'm using do we have to say air quotes every time i use them right then um oh go ahead so i i also have agachi asawa agachi so i have him as a learned reverend yeah and i i really like where you're going my thought is um in the 1800s so in the 19th century, like, preachers who would have these, like, tent revivals were this huge deal at times. Like, people would come out and, like, they'd see these preachers and they'd give these big spiels. <clears throat> I'm thinking that we have this person, this uh, Agachi, what's a westernized version of that? What is a non-Japanese version of Agachi? Agar? Gotti? <laughs> God, Mamma <laughs> mia. Mamma mia. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, but one of the things with that is that he, the idea of here's this person who is this learned person who's got all this knowledge, got um, this stuff, but it- they've decided they've decided to I'm going to retire to this town that's out on the periphery. Mhm. Yeah. Oh, so instead of being like uh like defrocked in some way, right? Mhm. Yeah. 
that could work too. The, um, so the the reason I'm thinking defrock to be interesting because so my other half of this the 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 other NPC I snuck into this one is the other main priest here, um, Agata Mori. Do you have that person? Yes. Yeah. So that's the other like the big priest. He's mm-hmm. he's in charge of the the main temple, and very interestingly, they kind of set up that he's very corrupt too. And he's maybe even like the the puppet master of the mayor. Hmm. Did you pick up on that too? Um, pos- Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> Not directly, maybe. Yeah, I think um, I sort of got that, or maybe there's just rumors of it. They might say they might have said in the, in the you know the module, but I think it's very interesting that if this kind of other priest that's uh you know the actual kind of catholic priest or whatever i don't know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be catholic it could be who who knows <coughs> but the person like in power within the church um this other person whose name is agata mori these are two very similar names unfortunately but uh mori M- murray of course it's murray yeah um father murray yeah uh he is he is Re- uh, reverend murray there we go. Reverend Murray is very well connected and um, also like respected within the church, but they kind of are, to my mind, my interpretation is that he's kind of also a shithead, and he and the mayor are very close, and he kind of he's like the worm tongue, you know, like Lord, yeah, Lord of the Rings, like whispering in his ear, like, well, if you did this, wouldn't that be better? And ooh, we could we could make a lot of profit this way. And he's the one representative of the church. And they even say his temple, it's very, un, it's not well attended at all. Like people go there out of necessity, if at all. And he's always trying to get more people to come, actually come to his uh, temple in Memori. But it'd be great if a lot of people in Memori just, Memora, just don't go to church. Because they're like, we hate this, this uh, pastor or this yeah. reverend. But to contrast it with Agachi... Uh, who's like, oh, I'm just, I'm a very humble monk doing my thing. And it'd be interesting if he was like, if he was kicked out of the church or something for not doing things well enough, or if he was retired, also works very well. But it's, it kind of reinforces that theme of, well, you know, civilization is just a corrupting force. And he, you know, was too pure or too good for the, um, the corrupting tendrils of the, the church or whatever. So he's actually like the the good. I'm using quote again, but you know the, the the example of the good preacher, I guess. But he ha- is not recognized by the church at all. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting foil to me. Okay, so we've got Lord Akito, we've got Suniko, uh, we've got Asawa Agachi, and Agatamori. And Agatamori. That's a way to pronounce it. Sure. The correct one, unlike mine. Uh, I. <laughs> It's not necessarily correct. So, um, somebody else that you think, David, is a cool character, if we're seeing this as a Wild West movie, who's another character we're seeing? (laughs) Uh, Should I go with the badasses or the bar people? Whoever you want. Uh, Okay, well, um, I guess... I was just realizing that I've, I've just sandwiched two people into all of my things, but 
the um the bar people there's a bar here called um the silver okasan oh you said it, it translates aunt i looked it up mm. and it it translated the one they gave me was other person's mother which is interesting mm-hmm. which is kind of the same very fascinating uh but this is kind of like the the village's dive bar like kind of a the shit shitty you know uh watering hole kind of thing um which is always incredible for uh you know, Wild West setting, you know, like the saloon, the garbage saloon. Um, but so two characters from this place in particular really interested, interested me. One was uh, Boshiko or Bushiko, which uh, I know Ko usually means lady, but this was a guy. It can also mean like it can mean small or younger. Oh, okay. That makes it's sense. It's like, like with like with Italian where it's like eeny at the end. Like mm. means like small. It can be a yeah. suffix. That anyway. makes sense. Um, but yeah, he's the bartender and he's the son of the madam or the, the owner, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's the spoil, spoiler alert. Yeah. It's, a, it's also a brothel. But he's kind of the son of the madam and it's uh, specifically spelled out that he is lonely and unlikable like they go out of their way to explain that whenever anyone gets drinks they try to avoid making eye contact or talking to him because he's such an unpleasant person to talk to which i think is hilarious and they also say he uh is always trying to pinch pennies and kind of rip people off and i think they say his his like grand plot is he takes or he buys sake from one of the other places and just waters it down a lot and sells it to them, you know, for slightly cheaper than they would get at the other place, but it's, you know, like half watered down anyway. So he's just an awful, miserable kind of person, but it's also, uh, I don't know if they, I don't think they say this explicitly, but it's, uh, like, it's also, you can't help, or at least I can't help feeling for this guy. Like he's got to be so lonely. Like my mom's the best prostitute in town. No one will talk to me because I'm awful. And every person I see, I'm trying to think how I can get money out of them. Like, what an awful, lonely existence this person must have. He's like the perfect kind of a pathetic sort of henchman villain, I feel. I'm like, you have to put this person in. Like, you have to talk to this person. Like, I can just imagine the fun kind of NPC interaction you have when this, when they're when your players go to this bar and just trying to make the most annoying, awful person possible. Like incredible. Like why wouldn't they kill this person? Oh, because his mother's actually very powerful in, in the uh, town. Very interesting. I have another person in this place, but did you want to uh, comment on that at all? No, I, I like the, and one of my people is Madam. Oh yeah. Grip it and rip it. One of my people is Madame Sadako, Perfect. of course, yeah. who is would be the the madam of this like brothel. Um, yeah. I think that that character is super interesting because if you've got this town that is supposed to be, you know, um, well, legally, I'm the mayor, and legally, this is the sheriff, and legally, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, if you also have then a brothel is that legal. Like, so you have to then worry about that. And so you run into a situation of 
is this stuff out in the open or is this stuff barely hidden or is this stuff actually having to be hidden that kind of deal so like depending on the game that you're running in this world this becomes more important yeah and i think um i mean just based on movies <laughs> um i know that prostitution in western movies is very i don't know common but memora memora kind of goes out of its way to say oh kind of geishas you know like paid companions that you kind of talk to and have tea with that's on the up and up but prostitution very illegal also this place absolutely is a brothel there is absolutely prostitutes here it is very illegal so it's a yeah it's an interesting uh i don't know line they're drawing i kind of love it and yeah based on that so they also say in the same place like kind of the star prostitute she is a she's billed as a geisha and like the best geisha in in the village is in this dive bar which should immediately raise some flags for you because um yeah they kind of so her name is kane mitsu right um so she she's also she they kind of describe her as otherworldly you know she's very strange and exotic and you have to be on a waiting list to even see her and when you do it's you know it's it's you know very short um time frame this this single geisha they have theoretically so i'm thinking um you know how can you translate this uh like otherworldly i'm thinking and exotic you know like what would be an interesting kind of otherworldly prostitute i'm like i'm thinking just a french she's french for some reason maybe even like a fake french accent is happening um and oh also there's um i'm all over the place but there's also otherworldly almost in the literal sense are the rumors that she's maybe a ghost or a kami you know like a spirit like or a god so i'm thinking almost you can make a very interesting situation of like a scooby-doo sort of thing where this bar slash brothel kind of a their star prostitute is a complete creation this is not in the book but i think this would be very interesting where oh you want to see i don't know esmeralda or whatever um well you have to go in the special room and they make you know fog like a i guess they're not fog machines but oh they they burn some stuff and they make smoke in this room and mist and she comes in and there's like you know scooby-doo lights and everything to make her look like a ghost and you have this unbelievable experience but it's all fake (laughs) well to fit with that um yoshi is a character the dinosaur yeah denver the last dinosaur no no that's denver Um, oh sorry so within the memora books there's a character named yoshi and yoshi is kind of this i don't want to say bandit because he's not really a bandit but in this world that we have we could have a person who one of the big deals is that um, he shows up and he's broken several minor laws or he might be interested in breaking several minor laws but he's not this big 
bandit. Like, he's a person who... Um, oh, is, it, is this the next person? Or yeah, he's okay. a troublemaker, but he is at best someone that the sheriff is keeping an eye on as opposed to someone who's a real problem. Mm-hmm. And... Um, This is a person who... Hmm. Ends up being like a leader of a group of people. But they're barely a group of people. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, they're the leader. But it's just that they happen to be the tallest. Or they happen to be the loudest. Or they happen to be the most forceful of these folks um, where none of the present gang would remember a time when uh, Yoshi wasn't involved. So what's a Wild West version of Yoshi? That there's this gang of people that could be involved that maybe there's people who are stealing things here or there but they're not like professional criminals per se. I feel it's almost like a like a Robin Hood kind of thing, right? But of the the Wild West. I would say Robin Hood, but without necessarily the assumed <laughs> do gooding. Do gooding, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so it's just kind of um just a leader of like rabble rousers almost, right? Yeah. Well, what, that makes what, sense. What's a good What's a good Western name for that in old timey talk? Oh, as instead of Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Instead of Yoshi. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there should be. We should get it like a Western name generator like or something. Yorl. Ooh, that's pretty good. Oh, do, what's, do what's they, an old like? Um, do they have like a fun um, nickname for him, by chance? They don't, but. I mean, that could be easy to do, like, you, you know. You can do that right now. Yeah, what's a good animal in Texas? Like Animal uh, in... Because we're set in Texas now, right? I think we did say it. I'm not sure if we... I don't remember if we did it. I, I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, so maybe, like, the the coyote or something. Like, the, the gray coyote. I don't know. My name's Coyote. Man. Yeah, that could be interesting. Could be. What's another animal in Texas? I'm not really sure. The scorpion. Sub-Zero. Hank, Hank Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Cast your might. Test your might. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think just having even like a, you know, a bandit or outlaw name would be pretty interesting there. Yeah. Maybe his, if you want to, you know pay homage maybe uh his actual name is yorl or something like that yancey i'm trying to think of other names yancey start with y wyatt oh wyatt that's clay's actual name let's cut that out so um here's an idea that i have let's hear it so one of the things that you have all the time in both samurai and um 
Western shootouts. Western stuff is that you have this person who's this wandering badass, this person who shows up into town. I'm the quiet, I'm the quiet badass, and I oh I'm so I'm so bad. You I'm, gonna you gonna be upset about me. I'm Shane. So Shane, hey, got any school marms? Yeah, any school marms? I'd be in love with you if I couldn't help the fact that I'm just too badass. <laughs> I gotta keep being badass. So. You got a lot of characters like that. Um, There's no shortage of them in this module either. Yeah. There's at least four. No, that's one of my problems with this is that there's so many where it's like, okay, so this town is filled. Like, you can't spit without hitting a person who's like, I'm just a badass who just wants revenge. Hey, I couldn't, I couldn't help but notice you just spit in my eye. You well, I've my, got... Well, I've got a bad backstory. Let me tell you my backstory. I put away my gun long ago, or you'd be dead. Long ago. <laughs> Here. And it was like... <laughs> yeah, I feel... Right. I I think I counted, and there's at least four, right? There are two, to me, that I have on my list that seem more interesting than the others. I think at least one of ours uh, overlaps, right? I gotta find somebody here. Ghani, or Gahani... Yeah, hi, it's J33. J33? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's one that I put. Uh, so I have the... Once an accomplished oh, archer okay. who studied kaijutsu, the art of um, archery, and kaijudo yeah. for years. So, yeah, this person I thought was very boring, but the very interesting part about him is that he, I think it explains he has like a... a a secret skill that he can um, shoot with his eyes closed, like yes. blind. And I'm like, that's very interesting. Like maybe he's a yes. like an old soldier, like retired, maybe from the Civil War or something, or the yep. Alamo or something. That the thing that he can do now is, um, you know, shoot blindfolded, like a sharpshooter kind of thing. And that could be an interesting. Like maybe uh, if they're doing, um, I don't know, some kind of festival or shows or something. Oh, oh. He could be like. Yes, I can shoot blindfold. Well, yeah, it's this person who... Exactly. It's this person who they have a story, they have a past, they have a skill, but it's not relevant right now. Maybe in some other world it is. Yeah. So... And so my idea with that person is I'm, I'm sort of, um, you know, adding my own stuff onto this the book didn't necessarily bring this up but i think he's more of like a showboat like he's past his prime for sure but he's uh like a well like an annie oakley kind of thing right mm -hmm. is that like yeah. i'm going on tours and doing shows with my sharpshooting it's one of them like those sorts of people like a more of a showman than a like an actual soldier anymore but maybe he he does like he's maybe he's like a famous person in this village or maybe the the NP or the PCs, the players have actually heard of this person and recognize him, perhaps. And he's like, "Oh, I don't really do that anymore." It's like, "Oh, can you can you still here's the blindfold? Can you still do it?" He's like, "Well, yes, of course I can," and like instantly does it. And maybe the players, if they're really interested, could be like, "Teach us how to shoot blindfold," and that's that's a thing in the book too. Like, well, he can teach us skills if he really likes it, but um. Maybe he does. You can even just hint. You don't even have to go into the dark, his dark past as a as a soldier, you know, or whatever. But I think the most interesting part of him is that 
it seems like such a showman kind of thing that he can shoot blindfold it. It's like, of, of course, you you had to go on tour to do this. You can't, you don't pick this up naturally. Why would you put a blindfold on in the middle of a war, you know? Mm-hmm. What were you kind of thinking for him? No, I think that's great. Yeah, that was a uh, Gahay, right? Or I guess. Gahay, Gahai. Yeah, something like that. So that was one of my, one of the two ancient badasses I thought was interesting. The other one I have is Tenemake, who was um he was the previous sheriff and now he's like it says he's the oldest or one of the oldest people in the village. He's at least eighty. Which uh that's interesting on its own, right, you know? But the even more interesting thing for me is that they have um they spell out that he has a a son that's taking care of him because he's kind of infirm, maybe a, maybe like you know, some mental issues going on with age perhaps, um, and his son is very overprotective, and has, in the book they say he hates uh, samurai, mm-hmm. so maybe he hates uh, like gunslingers or something in this situation to translate it. I'll show you, cowboys. So yeah, it could be someone who especially has a lot of knowledge about the um you know the history of the the village and of you know the mayor too theoretically he was he was the old sheriff i guess or something or maybe for the old mayor too who knows like 80 plus years been doing it for a bit but uh he was probably old when he started i assume too since this village isn't how we are figuring it not too old but he probably has a lot of knowledge that could help with the, you know, the history of stuff going on and who's corrupt and who's not. But you have to get through the sun first, and the sun's gonna automatically dislike all the characters. Because like, oh, you have a gun on your belt? Fuck you! You're just gonna bring up old bad memories for my dad, you know? Which is fascinating. That's like a good motivation to not talk to the people, you know, the the characters. That is so. I love that. It's a badass that you have to work to actually get to and maybe when you do get to him um you know he is maybe triggered it's like these memories are too rough for me i i didn't like being a sheriff that was it was hard to do maybe i'm a veteran too you know all right pause that there all right go for it all right yeah and the last person that i have on my list um which i just thought was very interesting kind of color you know uh, was Ogarate maybe is his name um, who is just an elderly man who um, is very good with his hands like they kind of hint oh he, he was a carpenter or something maybe or, or I don't know some kind of craftsman and now he just makes kites for children the children of the village which I think is the most adorable thing I've ever heard and like I feel um, if I were running a game in this village, I would absolutely have children just flying kites all the time in the background. And um, this old man, like, making kites for them is just too adorable not to include in this module. Like, I love that. Oh, see, I would I would be like, that man is a murderer. <laughs> no, there's. it's good to have, like, a little, like, wholesome little moment, you know, of this. Uh I don't know. I said this would be very brief, but it does remind me that there's also, like, the tradition of maybe this is more of a location thing, but how they paint like intricate things on everybody's house, which is an interesting kind of a 
thing, which I was trying to think of how how would that translate into Wild West kind of thing. But I don't know. We can talk about it later. But yeah. The kite thing was very interesting to me. And thus, with not a bang but a whimper, we end the Village of Memora translation. We've got a town. It's got a basic setup. It's got some themes. It's got some NPCs. We know where it is. We know when it is. This American Dice, folks can get ready and play a game in that setting. Be sure to join us next week on another exciting episode of this American Dice. Don't forget that uh, this episode's music included Traveling with Karina by Lobo Loco. Check them out. They've got a lot of really good stuff with a, from a lot of different genres. And don't forget to check out our social media on Facebook and other such shit. All right. So, this American Dice. <laughs>